When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I am just getting those Meredith Monroe warm fuzzies all over the place. Uh, Feeling so good about watching the Dawson's Creek reunion special. Um, I don't know, hosted by Entertainment Weekly, uh, posted on People Magazine, People TV, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, we can link it in the in the show notes. Um, so this week we watched the 2018 reunion for the 20th anniversary of Dawson's Creek. Um, we honestly, honestly, can I just be honest? Mostly, yeah. I just wanted to watch Meredith Monroe. <laughs> Yeah, that's, what, see, you, that's like, what you were looking for. I know she was there. I know she's going to be there. Um, It's really funny. So if people didn't um watch this in, in anticipation of the podcast, that's fine. We're going to mostly recap it and everything. But there was so many clips from like the pilot and the finale that I was like, yeah. this feels especially appropriate because we just did our rewatch of the pilot. And of course, we just finished Dawson's <laughs> Creek. So yeah. look um, at us doing something super relevant mm-hmm. killing it i love that for us um now uh we're at the let's go to the top of the podcast like let's talk about some dawson's creek adjacent news because yes. i've never been sent so many news articles um <laughs> yeah by our lovely listeners that i had over the last week about joshua jackson and his gorgeous uh partner jody turner smith's upcoming divorce which is so depressing (sighs) devastating honestly because like they were such a gorgeous couple 
and they like she just had a baby right like she has a baby they have a baby together they got mm-hmm. married in 2019 and uh they are separating as of september 2023 and then i believe they do have a daughter yes they have a daughter juno rose diana born april 2020 what an interesting name yeah juno um so yeah it's really really depressing now um i gotta be honest with you i frequent celebrity gossip websites you love it yeah frequently especially i do love a blind item you know what blind item is literally have no idea what that is really okay so it's never heard of it so certain gossip websites post like blind items which it's like heavily coded and hinted that it's a piece of gossip towards a celebrity so the it comes up with like a title and say the title is like i don't want to wait and then you have like an idea of like who it could be about and then it's like a certain b-list actor and his blah 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 wife but essentially a while ago i came across this blind item that there was alleged cheating involved (gasps) no uh taken part by joshua jackson while allegedly his wife was pregnant so i don't obviously i don't know if this is true because everything's alleged and you know it's just rumor but um i read this a while ago and i was like "Mm, what a fucking dog and then i forgot about it yeah and then um and then when this came up like i was just like wait a minute yeah it's just irreconcilable differences Mm -hmm. uh she's the one i think who maybe initiated it they're on different paths in life jody loves being a mom she also loves working it turned into an unhealthy marriage that made her unhappy and they were so she initiated the divorce it sounds like it's uh, that's what this people article makes it sound like oh Um, this whole podcast is just sponsored by people (laughs) um so yeah uh unfortunate they were married for three years Mm -hmm. um really sad uh but that means joshua jackson's on the market again oh my god jessica (laughs) the weapons if he's alleged a cheater well he's allegedly if he is a cheater then fuck him because that's rude yeah yeah what if he's not a cheater then fuck him then fuck him then go fuck him although i will say uh we're gonna have to talk through the outfits in this uh people uh dawson's creek ring oh, you... but the the amount of ankle cleave he is showing i liked it a lot actually so much shit in ankle cleave i will yeah. say like we'll, we'll talk about it i'm more at least These... i just okay. can't when men wear like shoes without socks it i like really it really grosses me out why because i know your feet are sanky in there okay but also i know when a girl is wearing flats their feet is stinky i can't see the thing is i i've tried and i did for years when i worked in an office i would do the ballet flat with no socks yeah immediately would gross me out though like it really does skeeve me out the thought of wearing shoes without socks because i know feet get stinky something yeah. about it i can't do wow i never mm-hmm. realized how sensitive you were to feet 
I mean, it, that's my one thing with feet. Like, generally speaking, I don't have a feet issue. Yeah. It's foot issue, feet issue. It's just that I can't do the the no socks thing. Like, sneakers wow. without socks, the idea, oh, no, no, no. Mm-mm. Fascinating. Not for me. This is uh, some <laughs> very, very deep and interesting uh, journalism here. <laughs> Listen, we're covering a reunion show that is like two years old and that uh-huh. also was about a show. Yeah, but also like five 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Five years old. Yeah, you're just convinced that it's still 2020, unfortunately. Oh, God. Um, so anyway, we're covering the reunion. Um, mm-hmm. I can we start by talking about the outfits? Because I feel yeah. like we're just gonna get into mayhem after. Yeah, that. let's let's just go full in on the outfits because I mean this is they came with a certain aesthetic. I do love that most of these people are just dressed up as if they're cosplaying uh, Mark Twain and Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> um, because yeah, but they're all they all have like well because they were going to do a photo shoot after they must have had to coordinate. They did. Have you seen the photo shoot? I did. I did. And it's yeah. So they're very dressed in like neutrals and like florals, you know, kind pink. of kind of reminds me of like when Dawson was in the cult in season one. Oh like yeah, they had aesthetic. Yeah, they had. They definitely had their. Okay, you all. I wonder. I had to be a stylist, but they all oh, had definitely. Yeah, I do like the EW photo shoot. I thought I looked at the pictures and I thought that everybody did look gorgeous. But let's just go beat by beat uh, and look at everyone's ensembles. Do we include the the hat that followed everybody around? the hat yeah you don't know the hat what hat? okay you had to look at okay so this like dawson's creek reunion slideshow you gotta look at this because this is, oh okay hold on this is where the uh the pictures are and like everybody got this like huckleberry finn hat and oh, this I is what see. i was referring to <laughs> everybody had to wear it they like shared it it's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, Huckleberry Finn. Okay, so yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay, so we have to talk about the the outfits the of them yeah, on. Let's the talk couch. about. Let's talk about James Vanderbeek first. Okay. Looks great. Hot as hell. We got a yeah. blue button down shirt with the cuffs like rolled up. Some blue pants. He's also wearing oh brown shoes. So good. He's so wearing like good. a very a brown loafer type of shoe. Like an Oxford. An Oxford, but no socks. <laughs> I like it. I so think many that he no looks socks. Good. I think that his hair looks good. I think his that hair he looks, looks hot. really okay. His hair looks better than it ever did as does. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's an, an adult man. Yeah, like so sexy. I'm just saying, um, yeah, I love it. Okay. So have no notes for James Vanderbeek. I would say I would give him a 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah, no, I will maybe a nine because of the no socks, but I, I, I still think that he looks great. So I give his feet are not stinky. Can you stop (laughs) it? Okay. Number two, Miss Katie Holmes, Miss Katie Holmes. Now she really switched it up because in the photo shoot, she is wearing this like really long, beautiful, silky. I would call this color like a petal pink. Yes. Um, dress with like skinny straps, very like silky long silhouette. Um, her hair is short at this time and it's kind of like um styled to the side. She has like a side part. 
Uh, very kind of similar to James Vanderbeek. <laughs> a honest. little bit, now that you mention it. Gold jewelry, very minimal makeup. Um, she looks beautiful. Now, she also was like, I am fucking freezing in this studio. So I yeah. will be wearing the biggest, chunkiest cream sweater. It that's a really turtleneck. feels like it's fall, even though, yeah, she's probably just like, I'm just very, I'm very cold. Very cold. So I, I mean, she looks gorgeous. Right? Yeah. No, I love this look. I, I also really, I like the chunky knit sweater. I do too. It just feels a little silly over this like very fancy gown. Um, But I, I love Katie Holmes with the shorter hair. I think it looks so good on her. I've yeah. always loved this hairstyle on Katie Holmes. I think it's, it's very becoming. She looks beautiful. Her. And yeah. she also got to wear the hat in the Yeah, she shoot. did get to wear the hat. Lucky her. Um, let's no go. No shoes. Through. No shoes in the photo shoot. No, no, which is fine. She's wearing high heels uh, when she's like on stage. But yeah, yeah. Um, let's go to Joshua Jackson, who honestly is kind of like the mirror to James Vanderbeek because he's wearing a white button down black cuffed like ankle length pants. And then he's wearing black Oxford shoes with no socks. Mm. And there is like so much ankle and shin cleavage showing. <laughs> I like it. I give it a 10 out of 10. Um, I will say he's wearing something different in the photo shoot where he's like, it's like Navy. He's wearing like a Navy outfit and he's yeah. shoeless, proving that he's not wearing socks underneath. Um, yeah. but no, I, I like this look. I think it looks really good. Uh, the only problem I have again is like, maybe it really feels like a Huckleberry Finn thing. Cause like, why, why is everyone shoeless? I don't know because they're like, I, yeah, it, it's the okay. beach. Is that supposed to be the vibe? I think that they really they're like oh we're at a creek so everybody is rafting down the river with a stick yeah it's really a mystery I love it but yeah he's wearing no shoes he looks great 10 yeah, out of no. 10 just, no I would say he's 9 out of 10 uh I would say Katie Holmes is like a 9 out of 10 as well everyone gets yeah. high marks yeah um can we talk next about Michelle Williams uh, absolutely. I don't even know if she made the photo shoot. Oh, yes, she did. She okay. did. She's wearing, like, kind of like a, a pencil. No, it's a little bit, it's like an A-line navy or black skirt. I can't really tell. It kind of looks navy. Um, and then she's kind of wearing, like, a very flowy, floral, white and, and blue striped, uh, like, yeah. blouse. House on the prairie chic, I yeah, would I say. I hate this. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, her like hair. Other outfit. She has another outfit that she sports in the photo shoot. That's a, a floral dress that I like much better than what? the. Keep looking at this at the slideshow. I got to keep going. The the slideshow never stops. No, because I see that this outfit, the the shirt top. Oh, okay. I do see the dress. Okay, the dress is cuter than the ensemble that she wears during like the interview portion. Yeah, but I really I really dislike the the outfit. She's she is wearing some like cute little high heeled strappy sandals. Nude. But I will say, I love Michelle Williams with this very short like platinum blonde pixie cut do you i like I don't, it i, I don't like it i don't like, like it. it no i don't like it it's so platinum blonde it's like it so i'm not a fan and i don't like her other dress either i don't like any of it and she really mind boggles me in this because her voice changed i'm like who am i watching her voice is very different i noticed that too 
I'm like, I don't, I, I feel like this is like the invasion of the body snatchers. I'm like, not quite sure what's happening to be honest with you, but yeah, whatever. I would give this like a four out of 10. Um, I would give it a seven. Okay. I like it more than you do. Yeah, Maybe a six, like, no. mostly just cause I like her hair. Not, I don't like the outfit. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about, uh, Kerr Smith. Okay, so Kerr Smith, he is president of the Dawson's Creek cult. Cult, yeah. He's wearing all be. cream on cream. Cream on cream on cream. Cream, like long sleeve polo type of thing. It has like a collar. Um, and then a cream an- another ankle pant. Love an ankle pant. Uh, and then these like what color shoes would you say these are? They're like I, a suede Oxford that's like yeah, a tan color. Camel. Camel, that's it. No socks, of course, because no, socks were not allowed at this photo shoot. I mean, barely any. Oh, but they look so gray. I, I mean, I don't know. The two different lightings between the photo shoot and the. Well, he's only wearing a different outfit in the photo shoot. Oh, you think? Okay, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. It's very confusing. It's not the same. Yeah. But I mean, we, right. the thing is that I feel like it's the highlight, though, for Kerr Smith is like his silvery, like two-tone hair, hair. Yeah. is giving me all of the life. Yeah, he looks great. I he really it. does. He looks He's so distinguished. Also, man spreading up a storm. Oh, he is man spreading all over that couch. <laughs> <laughs> like poor Joshua Jackson has to cross his legs yeah. <laughs> because Curtis <laughs> Smith is like, I am man spreading all over this shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he looks great. Love it. Eight out of ten, eight and a half out of ten. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, I'd give him great. a I'd give him an eight for sure. Yeah. Um, Meredith Monroe, her dress is very beautiful. And the, the tatas came out to the play, girl, baby. The girls are out. Yeah. <laughs> the girls are out and proud. Can I just say, I know I'm biased because, you know, I love Andy, but like, she looks so young. It's like honestly scary. Well, it's kind of ironic because we she was 29 years old when she joined the cast of yeah. Dawson's Creek. And she was significantly older than everybody else. Um, or at least older than everybody else. And like we, you know, we always joked that they used to dress her up in Oshkosh Bagosh to age her down. <laughs> but but it is and stuff. It is pretty <laughs> ironic that like everybody else caught up and now she looks like the youngest in a way yeah no i she looks incredible and like no tea no shade a lot of actors have work done right like they get botox and you do whatever right. you want with your body but i feel like even though definitely she's probably had something done at the very least like botox she looks she, the most like a natural beauty do you know what i mean like yes. she doesn't it doesn't look like she's had anything done and it's crazy to me yeah um, she does look beautiful i do like the dress i mean like it's I gorgeous i mean maybe a little uh, no just if you have it then flaunt it listen let her show her tatas okay she has a very deep v uh, the deepest like, v this is you know this is, this is trauma from my ex being like yeah like don't show that much cleavage when you go out like that's you know okay no well i know but like Let that's like as long as you're not showing nipple i know but this is this is why like i don't know men should probably not comment on like women's clothing because uh, no that's yeah. automatically what i think of and like i would have been like shamed for wearing that outfit well and because if you were a bigger chested person which yeah. i am you are like it's anything you wear that is a is a, a v is going to feel like oh, you are showing the titties sexy. even if 
Yeah, even if you're not intending for that at all. It's yeah. like, I'm sorry I have cleavage. What would you like me to do about it? Yeah, she didn't, she, this has to be uh, a mark of uh, giving, uh, having children because I don't remember her boobs being as gorgeous and oh, like maybe. voluptuous. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. why are we talking about her boobs? This is probably I don't know, like, but the dress is so pretty though. It's like yeah. this, this like lilac-y, like indigo floral and they're like um embroider type of flowers on it. Yeah. And she's wearing like a nude stiletto type of shoe. Yeah, her makeup is beautiful. Her hair is oh, beautiful. God. Her hair looks a lot like it did in the good days of Andy. <laughs> yes, I thought that too. Um I'm 10 out of 10. No, yeah. nothing no no nothing no, no notes no notes no. yeah i would give it a 10 out of 10 as well yeah dress. uh busy phillips who actually i think looks absolutely stunning in this mm-hmm. reunion um she's wearing this like uh long sleeved but short um light pink baby pink silky like a, dress like a petal pink like a blush almost yeah um, yeah and her hair is so, so pretty it's like a, it's not quite platinum but it's a it's very light platinum. blonde yeah so she, her hair is like more golden than andy's like more ashy or sorry meredith monroe's ashy blonde it's beautiful she yeah. looks beautiful um she's wearing nude pumps um i would give this outfit a eight and a half out of ten yeah, I think I'd give her a nine. I really like Busy Phillips' outfit. Um, but someone who was like, I will upstage every one of these. Yeah, she's like, this is my show, and this all is you actually fuckers my show. Didn't yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. Mary Beth Peel, play, who played Grams, is dressed in like this. What color pink would you say this is? It's like close to like a magenta. Yeah, or maybe not Very- magenta, but I would say it's like. Like more um, muted than magenta, maybe. Yeah, this is fuchsia okay i don't know it's a pink it's pink it's flowy it's um it's off the shoulder it is extravaganza and her hair they teased the fuck out of that it is like big curly gorgeous all like silver i think mary beth peel looks absolutely incredible like yeah i mean she does came the fuck around she's like i didn't come here to fuck around i came here to be number one she's she is number one she definitely was i don't know she looks beautiful like she looks absolutely beautiful this dress is stunning um yeah like i think that the, I mean, honestly everybody looks good i would give her 10 out of 10 like yeah everybody looks very spectacular yeah i love them um except for michelle williams joking jk jk Listen, she's the one who's almost won the most awards so she's nearly Mm -hmm. there hey sarah i know you've been really into reading lately and you've gotten me into it as well yeah well you know what book of the month made it really easy because book of the month offers just a few new selections every month saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read one of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books, and I'm like, I I I get I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. Yeah, and we also um I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf and the the books that we got. It was like beautiful, high quality hardcover books plus 
free shipping, which came really quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, you and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48 hour time period. It had twists, it had turns, kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. So tell me what you liked about the book then. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really good and I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have um, but the great thing is Sarah is that listeners can sign up for book of the month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code pedals for just five dollars wow what a deal check out book of the month club for all of your reading needs yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. So yeah, let's get into this now that we've spent enough time on talking about all their ensembles. Um, I really enjoyed getting to hear from Kevin Williamson, especially in this reunion, because obviously he's the creator. He's the one who like a lot of these characters are, are based on, you know, did you know, I had no idea that he grew up on a place called like Dawson Creek. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I and died I, when he said that. I think that that is the, uh, the, my favorite factoid. Yeah. Out like of the headline. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Does that like that's the only thing we got out of this reunion (laughs) it Um, was wild like i didn't realize that that was kind of the impetus of dawson's name and obviously the title of the whole freaking show yeah i thought that was absolutely incredible and like we already kind of knew that like yes the show is based on like his childhood and like he basically came up with it on a whim and he was that kid who lived in the carolinas and like wanted and loved spielberg and like wanted to be a movie producer and a director and all that stuff and you know this is semi-based on on his life with it being much more dramatic obviously um but i really enjoyed hearing from him especially because to me the reason Dawson's Creek started to feel not so Dawson's Creaky is like after he left, you know, like it feels to me like he is a big, he's like the heart and the soul of the show at times. Yeah. I feel, I feel that as well, especially because I really like them talking about how there's a bit of Kevin Williamson in every character. I wish that we got to hear like a little bit more about like, you know how he feels joey portrays him and, and jen because that was it. a big yeah. thing well i feel like i have an understanding of that like okay so like dawson like he's the filmmaker mm-hmm. jack is like the part where he struggled with his sexuality and felt like he realized that he was gay and is his anxiety like i would really like to know like how pacey and jen and joey represent his personality in a way you know yeah. what i mean but no i oh well. agree it feels like they hyper focused on like specific characters um but yeah i love i thought it was really interesting like getting to hear his perspective on like how all of this came to be um and then they kind of shift into like individual like characters slash actors yeah and this was so funny because apparently and again like we we're watching this so much later so we we weren't in the hub of like the thick of it when it was airing and hearing about how james vanderbeek was like followed around shopping malls and yes. stuff 
yes he has uh ptsd about teenagers laughing teenage girls laughing which so honestly i also have but for probably different reasons um mm-hmm. so it is funny i i wonder if i would have ever been the type of girl to follow a celebrity around and i'm really not quite sure because i still think about like i don't know if there's any celebrity that i really want to meet like they're just people like why do i want to meet people i don't want to meet random celebrities yeah if you can meet one person one celebrity who would you meet that's a tough one if i could meet a single celebrity so there's more than one person that you want to meet i don't think i want to meet anybody i don't care go live your life it's more like i just want to be like in their presence i think Okay. You know what I mean? Then, like, have a full conversation with them. There are certain people. I think there's a difference. Okay. So, like, there are celebrities, cele- celebrities, right? Like, um, okay, looking at like my favorite television show, Succession, right? I want to meet Jesse Armstrong to like pick his brain about the show and just hear him talk about the show versus like meet him because I think we'd have anything in common. And yeah. then there's like a celebrity like Paul Rudd, where I'm like, just to be 10 feet away from Paul Rudd would be yeah. so happy. I just think um, so that a, like a difference. Yeah, I just think that anybody that I admire so much, I don't know if I would want to meet because I just know I would embarrass myself so badly in front of them. <laughs> so badly. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, so they talk a lot about that, and like it mainly seems like it was only the guys. So like James Vanderbeek and Joshua Jackson were like everyone loved the love triangle so they were obsessed with the two guys i thought that was very interesting because we always felt having watched the show now that like the show loved joey and was like really leaning into katie holmes and she was the girl next door and so i was a little surprised to hear that that wasn't as big of like a phenomenon as the guys were you would think i would have thought but i don't know i guess because i i mean like you really don't if you think about it like women's fandoms are very unique in like the obsession type of thing like i'm thinking of like the beatles back in the day i'm thinking of the like boy band eras like it's always like women or girls that like follow and like even now with um with like people you know there's like people that are really obsessed with taylor swift now and like follow her to like their her apartment and stuff it's still it's still girls like i don't know i guess there is probably guys that do it but i i don't know if like men or guys boys have like the same sort of like i'm going to follow you and like hope to meet you yeah yeah i think you might be right like but yeah you're probably right that it is especially with this show it was such a teen show that like it's going to be the teen girls that are losing their minds probably yeah and, and we know like then, we have men that watch dawson's creek we have a lot of friends of the podcast that write in and like yeah. they loved it but like were they going to the malls and hoping to meet katie holmes i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah you're right um but yeah i thought that was really interesting and and kind of funny like uh i mean obviously scary for for them but even like meredith monroe speaking up and being like yeah people didn't want to ask me about me they wanted to be like oh my god do you hang out with the guys like what do you think (laughs) yeah what does joshua jackson smell like yeah (laughs) why is that always a question 
Because I think that's just one of the things that you can't glean from television is what someone smells like. So you want to know. Oh, yeah. Listen, I don't know. I'm not the one who asked. <laughs> what do you think Joshua Jackson Jackson smells like? I think he smells like I feel like he would smell like a like a Burberry. Yeah. Or something rich. Or like clean cotton, maybe. Oh yeah. Or like okay. him, him being a clean cotton kind yeah, of kind not, of guy. Not stinky feet. No, definitely not stinky feet. Definitely he, not. He knows wear socks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I would say, like, James Vanderbeek, like, I know that he just hangs out on his farm in Texas all day with his 90 kids. Yeah. So I don't know how good he smells, but I think that uh, this day of the reunion, he smells real good. And I would like to show him all the things of this world that never mind like <laughs> i don't know just like my association <laughs> okay sure okay. um well, anyway anyway yeah uh, so i mean a- it was fine it was fine. yeah they talk a lot about the casting of like the, the crew and kind of how they arrived there and, and blah 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 um and it was so interesting because they, you know, the, then they talk about, I think one of the bigger segments is when they talk about Kerr Smith and like him as Jack and how important it was for Kevin Williamson to be able to tell that story. And obviously we've talked a lot about how like it was a really important thing at the time because there weren't gay characters and there weren't um, like gay relationships and like gay kissing on television, like all of these things. Right. And Kevin Williamson being like, I wanted to tell my story through Jack and like, it was it was really interesting because nowadays I don't think it would be a big deal to be like, oh, by the way, your character is gay. Like it wouldn't I don't think actors would feel a certain way about it. But back then it was like Kevin Williamson had to like sit down Kerr Smith and be like, OK, here we go. Like you're going to be a gay character now. Yeah. And I think that there was a level of Kerr Smith discussing like is this something that I want to say yes to? Is this something that like, it seemed like he actively had a choice. Um, I mean, yes, everybody has a choice, but also, and then he had to like really think about it. And then ultimately he said yes to it. But I thought that it was interesting that he understood like the gravity of representing a gay character Mm -hmm. in this time. And Although it was like a lot of responsibility and it was like hard, like it was challenging to do so as an actor. Like I like that he ultimately rose to um, the, the, you know, occasion. And I really Mm -hmm. love a solo interview of like, he was discussing how he got letters from people that like when they watched the episode, they decided people decided to come out to their families. And then I love when Michelle Williams came in and like, you can Oh, just I loved see, that moment. Like that there, there's still a closeness and she's just like, you know, you really like made a difference. Like that was like, that was you like you like, and then she's like, we, we really had like an impact. And I thought that that was a really sweet moment between people. And you know, that like, that wasn't like scripted. Like Michelle Williams, like had her coat on. She was like halfway out the door and like, she was probably just like staying for yes. interview and she just like had to come in and be like as a friend like i really 
appreciate like what you're saying and like how important it is and i thought that was yeah she had said that that was one of her favorite things that people tell her when they talk to her about dawson's creek and her role on it was how much they appreciated jack's story yeah and like how that prompted people to to come out and like obviously nowadays you would probably cast an lgbtq actor in this role you know like it was different back then but like i'm sure that is still super impactful like getting messages from people who are like you know your character gave me the strength to come out to my family or something like that like the impact of the show like can't go understated because it was like basically the thing one of the shows that helped to launch the wb and like was also a huge teen drama. Like it yeah. was like the teen soap of that time. was also another interesting thing that I don't think that I understood. Um, not being a watcher of it in time was that um, it, it got like the treatment. I think they said that it aired on Tuesdays, and it was Buffy, which was the number one mm-hmm. show on the WB at the time. And then it it was after it followed Buffy, and then eventually. So it was like the the Buffy and then the Dawson mm-hmm. and like one one of the women that was speaking, I guess she's just one of the like the editors for EW. Was yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's it was great because there was uh, a like a female like badass that was fighting monsters. And then afterwards, like a group of teenagers a female teenager fighting monsters and then a yeah. bunch of like teenagers fighting hormones or something like that um i think that was around the quote but like it, it was interesting that those were like the two biggest shows and then eventually dawson's creek became um the wb's most successful show that people yeah. really love to watch and i don't think that like i really understood um how popular it was uh and that it was in, like their number one show and i thought that was pretty interesting yeah it, it really had a huge impact um and i i loved hearing about the history because we oftentimes on the podcast we would be like oh tell us what it was like in the time that you were watching it you know tell yeah. us what that was like um so that was really fun uh to get to to get some background on that and like apparently like this love triangle was like which we kind of felt where like the love triangle was the heart and soul like of the show and we felt that's that the impact of that when i'm used to watching a lot of ensemble shows you know like community i would say is a huge ensemble show i just covered sex education which i would consider an ensemble show where a lot of the time is kind of evenly distributed amongst the the cast the the characters the show over time really leaned into the love triangle and i i I like that the show kind of addressed that because yeah they definitely had their favorites that they leaned all into um and it was very apparent when there was like an entire segment dedicated to the love triangle yeah i mean there were of course and it was definitely interesting like i think that like i understand that like this is what this show's like big excitement was but also Mm. i don't know um was it this interview where they're like okay katie holmes like tell us who you wish that katie yeah katie holmes and every single interview that i've watched of her in the last week and i've watched like a fair amount this bitch gives us nothing 
She tells us nothing. And yet we've read in so many, I feel like I've read so many things that have said that she was like very pro Joey ending up with Pacey and did not want Joey to end up with Dawson. And here, and I'm wondering if it's because James Vanderbeek is around that she's Maybe. like, she doesn't want to no. say because like they very much are like, saying like oh well you got to choose between us and they're both just like sitting there you know and joshua jackson is very much tongue-in-cheek like of course i said i wanted her to end up with pacey yeah no i because i watched her on i think like it was maybe like andy cohen or something and she like was very closed-lipped about it too katie holmes gives us nothing bitch like, it has she, been 20 years you're allowed to say i don't know she also wouldn't admit who is a better kisser we all know is Joshua Jackson. We all so know that play. too. Don't yeah, they have chemistry. So she, she, I mean, like, she's such an interesting person because I just feel as though, like, she really does not feel comfortable being in the spotlight. Like, I can just mm -hmm. feel it. And, like, I mean, like, I think that she's always going to be there because I think that she has, like, respect of where she's coming from. But, like, yeah. I really, like, she was one of the quieter ones. Like, she really just, like, didn't feel like she wanted to be there, in my opinion. I don't know. No, I do agree with you. She She's definitely the most, like, relaxed of everyone. Just, yeah. like, doesn't say as much. Um but but yeah and they they did spend a decent amount of time talking about like they talked about busy phillips and kind of her um her joining the show in season five and like she talks about how it was already like a massive show when she joined it and i got very frustrated because we spent obviously a lot of time on chris smith because of the importance of jack's story and because of the importance of like the the representation that he he uh had on the show um and then busy phillips obviously joining in season five is a big deal but like Meredith Monroe is there and the entire time I'm waiting for the Andy segment I'm just like waiting for them to go to her waiting for her to talk about stuff barely heard from her and I was furious she had like a lot of like funny like side discussions I mean like she definitely got time to speak like I understand that she they didn't get into how significant it was to go talk about mental health which I do think that is what we are probably craving in this yeah. discussion. Um, I think that if you really want to see an interview where Meredith Monroe gets to shine, there's this other interview that I watched from back in the day. It was a while ago. It was like, remember the Thanksgiving episode where everybody ate Thanksgiving outside yes i think that yes. was season three maybe maybe it season was early two. yeah yeah there, it's from around that time and uh meredith monroe really got to shine like she there, there was like this thing where like they talked about meredith monroe having an alter ego and it was apparently captain fun or something like that where oh. <laughs> where literally like whenever the vibes were down she just came in and tried to like lift everybody's spirits Incredible. just by being like herself so if you want to i think like it's just like just you know google like dawson's creek interview and it's like uh here we go it's the donnie and marie osmond uh interview from 1999 uh, Donnie Osmond is a fucking creep in this, but it's really interesting because it has like pretty much everybody. Like it has like all the all the kids, uh, yeah. except for Busy Phillips, who wasn't there yet, obviously. And she really got like a, her time to shine in that interview. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll have to watch that because I was just like, I feel like she never gets the priest that she should because like her story was also su- super important to tell on the show. Like it just feels like, especially, I mean, maybe, maybe in 2018, it wasn't as big of a thing, but like nowadays I just feel like anxiety and depression and like mental health issues are like really talked about a lot. And so it was really disappointing to just not have them talk about, you know, Andy's time on the show. Um, but something that I thought was really like a fun moment is Kevin Williamson saying like, oh, I don't know the theme song to Dawson's Creek. Like it was so epic and like well-known and I love Meredith Monroe being like, when I walk into his shop and like that song comes down and it immediately like makes my heart so happy. And like, no one knows the freaking words except Busy Phillips who like pretty much knows all the words. Like she did a good job at getting the song right. She did. Yeah. She, I mean, I still don't think I know the song. Like, I think it's true. Like, I think everybody just knows I don't want to wait for my life to be over. I, something, something, would it be? sorry yeah like i really don't know it and i have some literally... of them it's just like you mumble through it you know <laughs> yeah and it's 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 interesting because they're talking like oh actually this song is about like a, a wife like with uh waiting for her husband to come home from world war ii yeah it's, like really really yeah funny. i was like what i didn't know that yeah um so i i thought that was really fun too i mean like there was a lot of fun segments I really, really could do less with like oh, the like the con- the contextual like hi. Let's like tell you the hit. Well, I mean, like I like some of the history. Like I didn't need those randos that came in, like the EW employees. Oh, they did a lot of interviews with like people who watched Dawson's Creek when it was on, and like mm-hmm. yeah, like journalists. And yeah, I didn't particularly care about that either. But you I know. just wish that it was like all cast interview because that's um, what we want to see yeah that really is the you're right that's the part that we care most plus about, kevin williamson sure. he can stay obviously we need the interview with the creator yeah no i agree with you uh it was yeah i don't know i just didn't need the i didn't need the side banter because it's like yeah we just watched the show like we don't need <laughs> you know well i know but maybe maybe for people that like didn't watch the show and like wasn't covering it and it was 20 years past like maybe they needed those reminders we did not. yeah that's true i guess so i guess so um what other highlights were there for you i'm trying to think oh they talk on the because they do talk a lot about the finale and as expected so kevin williamson says like and we talked a little bit about this about how the reason he wanted there to be like a death was because that was like, it's a coming of age show. And so like, in order to have like the last big thing you're going to kind of go through is like the death of a, a friend or, you know, family member or like significant loss. Right. And so he's like, we needed someone to die. And he was like, well, I thought Jen should be the the option because it's going to force the other three to figure their shit out and, and do something about the way they feel. And I'm just like, that's shit for Jen. Like, I just think that's bullshit. It is. It's, I just, it's extreme bullshit. I, like, it's like, okay, you can't kill off anybody else because they're part of your beloved and golden love triangle you know yeah uh so i i don't and like you're not gonna kill off jack because that's feels inappropriate no like busy phillips doesn't hold enough weight yet like jen's the only option she's been there since the beginning it has to be one of the four 
And also you had no fucking clue what to do with her character for six seasons. So it's ridiculous for you to be like, oh, like she's the only one that would make anybody make any movements in their lives. And like they really put like a certain amount of weight on her death that like I don't think is very much um, earned. And I just feel like it's a bunch of bullshit. Like you didn't know like what else to do with her character. So you killed her off. Like it's just like what happened? I guess like the only other person could have been Grams, but that was predictable, especially with her cancer. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it's, it's bullshit. And I don't like it. No, it is. It is bullshit. And I hate it. I mean, again, it was beautifully acted and like all the props to Michelle Williams and like it works they it worked for what they needed it to do but ultimately it feels like real shit when like you're doing this constantly to michelle williams like she's always the one who's gonna yeah. be on the other or the receiving yeah. end of this nonsense well, yeah but i i do like um the fact that she got the ultimate revenge because she's like the actually really successful actor out of yeah. the whole lot yeah she's definitely the most successful of all of them um I'm trying to think of any other big highlights that we got from from t- like watching these interviews with these people. Anything else that stands out to you? I don't think so. Like I do think that it was really nice seeing everybody together and like although I don't think that everybody is super close and hanging out all the time aside from Busy Phillips, Michelle Williams, like I think that it's nice to just see everybody together this many years. I think that when you work on a show that really built your career. I just, I like when people show an appreciation from where they come from and like how, where they started. So I like that they were able to get everybody in and everybody participated. Um, Like I kind of think a lot about the fact that like how things are with the other show that we cover, Boy Meets World. And it's literally every single actor and Boy Meets World gets together these days, except for fucking Ben Savage. And, like, it seems as though he's really separating himself from the cast and from that part of his life. And I understand that he's trying to get into politics and maybe, like, I don't know, maybe he doesn't want to be seen with that. But, like, it just feels as though there's a lack of appreciation from where he comes from and, like, his fellow cast members. Mm -hmm. And, like, I can understand, like, you know, he's always been Corey Matthews. Like, he wants to get away from it. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, I don't know. Like, it it annoys me that he won't even come on to their podcast. It's just, like show an appreciation of like the people that you how spent. you got your start yeah how you got your start the people that like you know were your support system for all these years like it just puts like a very like weird sour taste in my mouth and like i do like how everybody like showed up yes they're probably paid very generously oh yeah i'm sure here and um yes of course they got to go on the cover of ew magazine and there was like a celebration of 20 years but Mm -hmm. but still like i like that everybody everybody showed up like like everybody has a family of their own everybody is established in their career but they took the time to come and do this and it was really nice seeing everybody together and i mean i i i'm really excited because like 
I don't know. Like I, you can really just see where, like what everyone's been up to. Like Joshua Jackson is such like a working actor. Like he's in, yeah, like, I, I think he just started fatal attraction, like a new he show. Did. Yeah. He just started that. And then before that he did the, um, was it little fires everywhere or what? And then he did Dr. Death recently, um, like the affair a while ago. Yeah, he's just been in so much. Yeah, Michelle uh, Williams is obviously very established. Busy Phillips, I think, is obviously she's has her podcast that Mm -hmm. she does. But I also think that was she is she in Girls Five Ever, which is a show that yes um, that I know that our friends over at One Indescribable Podcast is about to cover. Yeah, yeah, no, she um she does star in that. So I mean, a lot of these people have gone, and uh, we we should mention Meredith Monroe was in um sorry I'm looking it up now because she was in a show recently where she played like someone's mom. Really? Um. Oh, so she was in Thirteen Reasons Why. Um. Okay. There was something else I was thinking of that was semi recent. I can't find it. Um. But yeah, she's also a working actor. Um. Like. Almost all of these people have gone on to do like absolutely incredible things. And it just goes to show like uh, how well they did casting this show when something like that mm-hmm. happens, you know, yeah. that all these people have gone on to pretty good success. Wait a minute. Curse Smith and I share a birthday. How are we just finding this out? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I, I think it's like. I've we've had to have talked about this like 99 times. There's he no was, way we haven't. Yeah, he's born on March 9th, but doesn't the beak isn't he born on March 8th? I don't I know, know that. Dawson, Mr. Vanderbeek. Yeah, March 8th. Wow. A whole bundle of Pisces. Look at all the Pisces. Look at them all. Every more, last one. More Pisces, please. Mm-hmm. Uh goodness gracious. Uh, yeah. But no, this was really fun. I mean, I, I honestly, it was just like, okay, let's extend our Dawson's Creek coverage more because we want to talk about the show more. Um, but next week officially is our mm-hmm. last uh, for for the foreseeable future, uh, Dawson's Creek podcast. Where and I have a question for you because we haven't we haven't talked about this a ton offline. Um, so or I should say not offline. You know what I mean? Off the pod. Um, we're gonna do a top ten episodes and bottom five episodes ranking podcast. Sure. Now my question for you is: mm-hmm. Are we doing these? We have two different ways we could do them. We could talk about it offline together and like together come up with a list. Or, and maybe this is what I would argue for because I think it's more fun, come up with our own lists and then we'll kind of go back and forth. So I'll tell you my number 10. And if you have that one on your list, you'll say, oh, that was my number seven. And we yeah. go back and forth and, and each and then, have our own top 10 list. But then do we need to come up with like a definitive list? I don't think so. I think we could just kind of talk about our own lists and most likely they're going to be fairly similar, but it also allows us to like, I know you're going to have which island on yours and I might not have it on mine, you know, like. There is a way Why you gotta can... disrespect me all the time? <laughs> well, the good news is our bottom five, I feel like, will probably be very similar. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Up to you. What do you think? What do you think the best method is for this? Let's be independent women and okay. come up with our own lists. And if Maybe... you have a list, send yours in, uh, yeah. listeners. Maybe we can come up with an agreement of five, and then we can say that these are SNSTM's like definitive favorite top episodes. Five. I think that's yeah. fine. I think we could. I think we could certainly agree on a top. We can five. try. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for that. I have to do some research. Um, yeah. I'm gonna have to do some planning and see which ones I really think I might have to rewatch some episodes, but mm. I'm really excited for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll be officially done. And then just to give everyone like a peek behind the curtain of what is going on, uh, and you know, for us, um, after we finish that podcast, I'm on vacation like the week after. So we're going to hit pause on like television coverage beyond freaks and geeks, which we're still doing. Um, and we're going to take a couple of weeks away and then we're going to return in November with our Felicity coverage. And we'll give you guys a better um, timeline of like what date we're going to release our first Felicity podcast. Um, and in the meantime, we are going to have a bunch of October bonus content and then Freaks and Geeks is still happening, but Felicity is not happening until November. So I'm really excited for that. It's been, I don't, do you remember when we watched the pilot of Felicity? I'm going to try to look it up and see. Um, it's been a few years. I don't remember any of it really. Uh, I do a little bit. Um, and the reason is because I remember thinking that um felicity was a bit of a creeper because she like followed someone to oh yeah college. and then there <laughs> were like two that. yeah and there were like two guys who like i don't know i think those are like the two people that people love and so we were like i don't know discussing which I one is remember. the hot one um because there's the one that she likes and then there's the one that i think is like her best friend or something um let's see so we covered it in on november 27th 2021 so it will be almost two years wow. since we originally watched the pilot that's wild mm-hmm. i might listen to that podcast after we record our uh re- like yeah pilot I, it would be fun yeah and then we'll probably tell the same fucking jokes and be very degrading probably but you know what yeah, that's the fun, fun kind that's of the fun of it that's the fun of it yeah so that's what's coming up here um, we already talked about doing Adam's Family Values with our friend from one indescribable podcast called The Librarian. So I'm really excited about that. I get to watch that this weekend. And uh, yeah, any other updates, you could follow us at Shit90SPod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at the Just Sterling. Um, did I, la- I launched full spoiler recaps with Grace Leader over on Post Show Recaps if you want to check that out. We're watching shows like in a complete binge. Um, which is kind of exciting for me because I tend to binge watch shows anyway. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Sarah, what about you? What are you watching? Tell give people recommendations. Your face just made a face. What are you what are you doing? Um, what am I watching? You're I... watching Love is Blind, aren't you? I am, yeah. It's kind of trash though. I didn't watch the last episode the last yet. because yeah. I'm waiting for um adam to come home oh no you have to do the wait now yeah well i started watching season two because i never watch i only watch season one really okay so i have to watch i don't know like the rest of the season so Mm -hmm. i I watched season two and i have i really like uh deep d and natalie and that's my main takes about that Okay. And they have a podcast. It's called like Beyond the Pod or something. Like oh, interesting. That. Okay. Yeah. So um, I think I'm going to check out that podcast. But that's, I think that that's what I'm mainly watching. I'm really not watching a whole lot. I don't even know where mm-hmm. my days go, to be honest with you. Um, but I don't know. You can just follow me along on Twitter at Sarah Ferguson. I don't really tweet that often, I have nothing to say. Um, I have no pods to cover. I'm just like living my life. I'm trying to live a quieter, simpler life because the summer I went into overdrive as all of you know, and I don't want to, I just want to live a quiet life for a little bit. 
You do you. I'm um, doing me. Yes, I'm doing me. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, well, that's all we have this week. Well, we're going to be back next week uh, giving you the top 10 bottom five episodes of Dawson's Creek to wrap up our Dawson's Creek coverage. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Have a good one. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me.